bandwidth for the Weird Things podcast provided by Wired Tree. For sites of any size and world-class customer service, head on over to wiredtree.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Bryce Castillo, joined as always with Andrew Maine. Hello. Justin Robert Young. Yo. And Brian Brushwood. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Uh, this is just the way things normally are every week, and uh, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, we got some news stop news new, some news topics of the weird. Uh, mm. uh, of course, we should probably start. We should get the SpaceX stuff up front, right? The uh, ooh, hot damn man! Watching that live was a trip. That was an experience. I'm glad we did that. Wait, you guys watched it live? Just, yeah, it happened to be right was, in the middle of happy hour. It literally was was the the punctuation on happy hour. We, oh, nice. We, just watched, uh, yeah, the, uh, and, the, and we did not have the benefit of um, knowledge, <laughs> so uh, everything looked very strange as it was happening, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, you, you go back and realize, like, oh, wow, no, this was, like, picture perfect. This, this, this ran, this was such a, a successful uh, test, but in that moment, boy, does it, to untrained eyes look like a whale is falling from heaven and is about to <laughs> decimate uh, everything below it uh, before it, it's miraculous recovery. And then it blows up just to be a show off. Yeah. So, so SpaceX Every, tested for, the SN eight, uh, a prototype of the starship. Uh, it went up, it went up how high about 12 kilometers or so. And 12 and a half, 12 and a half kilometers. Uh, and uh, about six minutes into, into its test flight, uh, it executed the. Is it called the whale procedure? Oh, I thought it was the belly flop. Belly, belly flop. flop. That's it. Belly flop. Uh, I guess as a means of having less of a heat shield necessary, I guess it can spread that heat over the long, the long side of the rocket. Uh, and uh, which that test seemed to go well. It moved fast. It ro- this thing rotates fast. Uh, and then at about six minutes or so, it uh, repositioned to land on the te- on the launch pad. And I guess there was not enough pressure in one of the tanks. It did not get enough lift, and it exploded in this crazy big fireball. I mean, it was it was a comical fireball of an explosion, especially over. Uh, and again, I think we got the superior experience by not knowing how things were supposed to go, because uh, there definitely looked to be interior parts that were catching fire on their way up, and then engines shutting off. You're like, that can't be good. And then definitely it going sideways. If you if you didn't know that was on purpose, mm-hmm. uh, it's like I think we're and then just just at the end i mean obviously uh the tracking wise it exactly landed it it it, it landed on it target exactly connected with the target <laughs> just just uh just a wee bit faster yeah uh and I, I i know we discussed this before but but the reason for that greenish hue uh, was that because there was like some copper somewhere in the engine is is, is that what it was yeah, at that point, so earlier on when you saw the little bit of fire inside the – I have my model here, by the way. Uh. Uh, when you see the little fire there, that's actually – that's kind of a normal thing because that's actually some of the gas that sort of gets – still is flamed and kind of will rotate around that chamber there. Um, when you get to the copper, it switched from burning fuel to burning rocket engine. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> 
And so at that point, because it's super, super hot, and then it's, you know, what's happening there is at that point when it starts to give it a little less, it becomes more rocket rich than that. So uh, they saw that before, I think at one point, one of the test stands, they saw sort of the, the, the green. Some of view. that green. Yeah. I think that was the last time we had talked about it, but still uh, uh, really, really electric oh. and just, just a marvelous, uh, extraordinary experience to watch. And there, there, there was kind of this, this giddy video game quality because we all knew that almost certainly no human lives were endangered at all. Uh, we all knew that, you know, it'd be nice if it landed perfectly, but ain't nobody expected that right out of the gates. Uh, it was it was a blast, man. I really, really dug it. Even, even for myself, who I've been following this and waiting for this, we knew they were going to try to go to 12 and a half kilometers, that they were, the belly flop maneuver was something been talked about. I didn't know they were going to do this. And I think a lot of the people or the hardcore people were following this was, that was we thought perhaps we were just going to see a vertical takeoff and then the landing but when they did the belly flop the, the goal of this is to make it for listeners is to make it kind of fl- land like a kind of like decelerate kind of like a skydiver right? I, I, I think so, of it like a cat like you've heard the stories about like um below a certain number of floors a cat could fall off a building and be fine and above a certain number of floors it could be fine because you know it has enough time to rotate over and do that skydiver cat position and slow down well, yeah, but the the skydiver thing is be if you look at the, what the ailerons are doing, the flaps trying to adjust it, and that that sort of the idea of how do you you know the idea of the deceleration is based on sort of imagine somebody in sort of a wingsuit, and yeah. so it's already balanced. It's not trying to land and it's already balanced there, but the idea is to slow down, and they use Tesla motors to actually control the flaps. If you look at them closely, you see them adjusting and moving back and forth, trying to keep them you know totally stable. And so the belly flop maneuver, the idea is if it's coming in from, let's say, from Earth to Mars, you to slow down all the speed that it took to get to Mars, you have to shed off all that energy very quickly in the atmosphere. And one way is you have engines and you have a way more fuel and halfway towards Mars or closer, whatever, you just blast your engines to slow down. But that requires more fuel. The other way is to get rid of all that energy in the atmosphere. But that means heat shields and slowing down so here the idea is like use the heat shields to come in really fast it's heat shielded and then put the largest surface you can kind of like the shuttle but the shuttle was a glider this thing is literally just falling just straight for the most down part. just yeah. falling yeah, yeah. It, it is an insane visual it was magnificent to watch and then as it corrects it, it it's just something where you need to really remind yourself to appreciate that this structure is taller than the tallest building in like most American towns. Like this is a four, feet this tall. Is, this is a massive, massive uh, uh, feat of engineering, and it turns that it can so just so quick, effortlessly, yeah. yeah, correct itself from fully horizontal to fully vertical. I was watching this, looking at how fast it rotated from you know the. It's ascension uh, direction to the belly flop and then from the belly flop to the landing angle. And it it seemed so fast. It seemed way too fast for hu- like if humans are going to be on board this thing. <laughs> uh, oh, that's an interesting thing. I, I hadn't even really considered how pleasant it would be on to, <laughs> to, to, to be in there. <laughs> I'm sure they've they probably must take that into account. Oh, my gosh. To realize like part of your transatlantic flight would involve... And then we'll fall sideways for about 10 minutes. <laughs> and then don't worry, we'll scoopsy doodle at the end and you'll be fine, I'm sure. 
Finally, all those not? years on the Gravitron at the holiday uh, winter uh, <laughs> carnival, yeah, uh, will we'll pay off. Scrambled eggs. If it if it means no airport connections, done. Yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. Put me in a metal drum, bang on it. Don't care. So uh, they already have um, SS or excuse me, S not SN nine serial number nine. The next rocket just about done. Um, well. I'm... There was a little whoopsie doozy. Oh, was there? Yeah, SN9, which is the next one. So they're building, they have the the next, you know, the next series of rockets ready to go. So like, ah, this one blew up. It's like Elon's like, we got more. But SN9 was inside its hangar and it was on its engine mount, and it decided to lean and it fell <gasps> against the side, and they had to bring in a crane to pull it up. And it's a little dented. We don't know yet how much damage there is to SN9. The plan was oh. to put that on the pad this week. No, it should not lean against go, the wall. Go home, SN9. You had too much. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to blow up. It's, it's like, I just saw what happened to my brother. Give me a moment. Leaning against the wall. Like, yeah. There's a photo. Elon's just talking to it. No, you're going to be all right. It's, it's going to be okay. It's fine. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, oh, my gosh. So uh, that's a little bit of a little bit of SpaceX news. Uh, you also probably saw this in the news. Uh, uh, you guys remember? You guys remember that Zodiac killer? <laughs> I've heard a thing oh, or two about yeah, him. This 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 what, guy. What episode did we have him on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it looks like after however many d- decades, the uh, Zodiac three forty cipher has been cracked, uh, and now people have solved the message of the Zodiac killer's uh, letter. What made it so hard to to do uh, or or to decrypt to begin with? I mean, I guess as I'm saying this, I'm thinking back to whatever I've learned about ciphers. And for example, if it's a book cipher or whatever, really, it's unbreakable unless you have the book. Um, was was it something like that, or was it just clever in a way that nobody had, was able to figure out? I guess also there's a level of effort put in because, like, if you don't care, then then it doesn't get solved. <laughs> Um, y- you know, I, uh, I, I don't know. I wonder if it's because there are a few misspellings on here that, that make me think that that's like paradise is P-A-R-A-D-I-C-E in, in the couple of times it shows up. So I wonder if, um, if that's it, that there was actually, uh, inaccuracies in the original, uh, the original, uh, unencrypted message. Uh, there's uh, a whole, uh, video, uh, that that's been put out, I I think partly this is partly solved by amateur uh, uh, code crackers. Yeah, I, I, I believe it was a group of three folks just working together online uh, that that cracked this code. And, and apparently there have been other folks who have said that they've done it, have claimed that they've cracked it. But, but make, what makes this notable is this is the first time that the FBI has chimed in and said, yes, we believe that this indeed is a cracking of the code, which almost makes you wonder whether or not they had crack the code or or you know we're you know leaning toward uh some reason why they are they are deciding to bless this version of it yeah um but i thought that was a an interesting thing to to point out is that after you know o- over 50 years uh we finally got him we got him everybody. Uh, can i can i well, just I mean, be we the didn't one to fall him. on this we on the sword and say like i i have no idea what makes the zodiac killer famous or or why i know that name 
So uh, if anyone well, would like to enlighten yeah, me. All right. So serial killer <laughs> out here in the uh, Pacific Northwest, um, I think the Bay Area and uh, I don't know if he was anywhere else, but uh, yeah, he would like uh, send these uh, letters to local media and brag about the killings that he was doing and uh, uh, famously was never caught. So uh, still, I mean, if he's alive out there somewhere. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and and uh, as someone is pointing out in, in the chat that he sent out a lot of letters that use different code. So this is not uh, uh, not necessarily the solution to all of his messages, but uh, uh, but just to one of them. So uh, there's a little bit of that. We got him. We got him, folks. <laughs> so uh, 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 did, did you read the whole message? Is there is there a TLDR? That he put at the He's end. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with this guy. You know, uh, uh, he's he's a serial killer, and he's you know trying to harass local media and terrorize the public. So it just says, "I hope you're having lots of fun trying to catch me." That wasn't me on the TV show. Which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise death. This is a multi-level marketing scheme. <laughs> Dude's <laughs> like, he's talking about his upstream income and how, you know, he's. Yeah. Boo. So here's a question. Let's, let's do a little serial killer logic right now. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, he thinks that for everybody he murdered, they get, they're going to be a slave in the afterlife, which really one of the worst possible person to have as a slave. One <laughs> is to have a person as a slave. Let's make that clear. Yeah. Probably a person you murdered. <laughs> yeah. Get ready for an eternity of like, oh, would you give me a diet, Dr. Pepper? <sighs> yeah. And, and, and like. I, in his logic, like whoever like kills the most people gets the most slaves in heaven, which um, doesn't sound like heaven. <laughs> Sounds like the other but place. It, it's it's and I'm serial like, killer heaven. Does does Hitler get credit for? <laughs> yeah. Like, how does this Stalin? Like Mao? I mean, who's really got the most slaves in heaven now? Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm trying real hard not to make this into a night attack bit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, uh, uh, changing topics here just a little bit. <laughs> Fine, I'll just yeah. leave that to me to wonder, Bryce. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, 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 I do think that there is like obviously a lingering fascination with this case. Uh, serial killer logic, or our fascination with serial killers, has uh, exploded over the last. 20 years like like in 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 a way that is uh uh, uh kind of like uncommon with, with you see how big true crime podcasts are how uh, you know true crime a uh, documentary series there is just something about peering into the mind of somebody that would do something so horrifying that we as humans just for whatever reason find endlessly fascinating but uh uh i don't know i'm 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 i i i, I tend to be uh, a little bit more on the side of like, well, yes, congratulations. We we have finally brought the focus in on this picture and we can now uh, see it in stark, sharp relief. And he's crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Look at this crazy man doing crazy man just, things. 
just a pro tip out there, no matter how popular serial killers and murder shows and all that are, and particularly I noticed like like my girlfriend watches them all the time, which has me concerned. Um, for guys out there, don't put your really into serial killers and murder stories into your bio if you're like trying to do online dating just just some advice just put mysteries you don't need to put them yeah <laughs> yeah uh a little bit of a, ch- a topic change here uh gentlemen just pat yourselves in the back we found him oh thank goodness we found him wow all right cool. uh, uh in Scott's- so wait so so we already got this the zodiac killer now we found somebody else we fa- found someone else that's right uh out, out in scotts valley california uh police responded to a suspicious figure in the roadway and they found bigfoot oh of course everybody good job we did it it's me bigfoot and 2020 bigfoot. It's 2020 uh, in fact they got a photo of it would you like to see the photo of bigfoot uh yeah, yeah. i suppose i'm, I'm- yeah, why don't you go ahead and bring me the Bigfoot picture? Oh, I Mr. Newsy McNews is skeptical here. Uh, I am, I am. <laughs> I am a little, I'm a little skeptical. I want to get eyes on that. I want to see if it's legit. And I'll just say, you can know that this is true because you can see the police car in the photo. This is from, uh, uh, from WCYS. <laughs> is this definitely looks to be about a five foot, uh, maybe four and a half, five foot tall chainsaw art. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, so this is... Uh, a statue of Bigfoot from the Bigfoot Discovery Museum in Scotts Valley. Uh, Scotts Valley in Northern California. California? Uh, I, I God, I wonder if so. I drove past that. It's uh, 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 I remember there was some kind of Bigfoot museum when we went to Eureka, California. We drove from uh, San Francisco on up. Uh, uh, this is that'd be fun. This is just so south this of is, San yeah, Jose. This is between yeah San okay. Jose and Santa Cruz. Okay, so a different one. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, authorities found the four-foot-tall wooden statue after it had been stolen from the museum on Monday. Uh, and, yeah, there we go. Look at that. That so, is a very funny version of Bigfoot. He just looks like he is, like, built like a beer keg. <laughs> uh, a very, like, as tall as he is wide uh, a version. But that's a great... I mean, he, like, I, I would I would put that in my in my foyer. His his uh, his posture is it looks like he's in high school and the local cut down artist is having at him and he's stoically just putting up with it until he could go to study hall. And he's he's had a fruit roll up within the last hour. <laughs> oh, with, without a doubt, without a doubt, this man loves fruit roll ups. Uh, where do you think this was in the Bigfoot Museum? Is it up front? Is it like in the back? Is it like the uh, prize possession? Where do you think? Uh, let's if see. they could, if they, if it was able to be stolen, and I believe the museum is closed because of COVID right now. My guess would be outside. Thanks, Governor Newsom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna throw any aspersions over here, but I remember in Florida, whenever there'd be a, a swamp, a, a, a swamp ape or swamp squatch, as I tried to call them, whenever there would be some story about him, a skunk ape. Whenever we'd have a skunk ape story or something like this, or some of these other Bigfoot things, almost always the person on the news talking about, oh, something went missing or something was sighted here, was the person who owned the local museum. Oh, got it. Somebody who understands, like, uh, uh, sure, I could spend $200 on an ad, 
Or I could just pick up the phone and oh. say something got stolen. If I had $200 in my cash <laughs> right. register here, wow. but I run a Bigfoot museum and I don't because people forgot about Bigfoot. And it is, I mean, they found it on the side of the road, not messed up, not graffitied, not wearing a party hat or a... So wait, oh wait, you think that when all the Bigfoot museum operators get together for the national convention, like down at the Marriott bar, this Pecan. is the kind of like the hot, uh, 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 strats that they're trading late into the night. I don't accuse that. I think this sounds like a genuine somebody pulled up and popped this thing in the back of the car, sure, or whatever. Yeah, but in other cases, that's been like there was one of these things. I remember the skunk ape. You keep hearing about like, oh, this ex skunk ape expert. You find out he runs the little local skunk ape museum, and you'd be telling like, mm. oh yeah, I've seen him a lot. It's real, <laughs> you know, and. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think you've, you're tapping into a bigger conspiracy. Uh, uh, <laughs> all the these news headlines about, you know, finding the God particle at the Large Hadron Collider, kind of suspicious that it comes straight out of the source. Uh, how are their tours these days? <laughs> sure. Where do they get their... Oh, well, tax. Yeah. But that's not the point. Um, there is that. That was, remember, the weeping statues? Oh, yeah. That was like in the 90s. It was like statues started weeping left and right. And like, wow, this is really wow, a lot of a lot of weeping statues. The, and when the, they start the weeping, was, attendance I, goes up. If I remember correctly, like the most charitable interpretation of the weeping statue would be uh, during certain levels of humidity with temperature changes, uh, cold stone, warm, humid temperatures, you would get condensation that would uh, capillary action would draw it to the creases and folds around the eyes and the nose. And so you, you had well-intentioned um, people kind of, you know, who never paused to look and, you know, you don't wake up every morning and say, I wonder if my statue is weeping today. And then you go check. And then all of a sudden a lot of people did. So, so possibly some number of them were attention focusing, but, uh, but I would imagine there was no shortage of people just, you know, if he ain't crying, he's going to be like, let's make him cry. When, uh, it was when one started weeping glycerin. That was when it because you know what? Yeah. glycerin takes longer to roll down and this and that was oh. that was when that started happening. Yeah. Oh, crazy. The other analogy, too, which is thing to bring up was there was the rash of remember church burnings. And uh, I look don't up the, the FBI was, that was the 90s, whatever, yeah. early aughts, whatever. It was it, um, it, it was one of those it was one of those cases where uh, folks had to really consider whether or not they wanted to do articles about them for fear of making other people think like well there's an idea I can get attention by burning down a church oh huh well a number of them were actually some of them were done by the people running the churches because you had these much smaller churches. There are like genuine cases of horrific arson, people doing this, this, but there are several cases where it turned out that people running these very small churches set the church on fire, insurance, et cetera, whatever. And that kind of story kind of went, fell out of the news once they realized a number of these were done by the operators of the church. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's stuff like that. Like you, you see that a lot in like, of smaller stake stuff like restaurant ownership and everything like the idea of people uh you know for for many different reasons you know financial emotional and otherwise uh realizing that there's a benefit to a big change or ending to something mm. yeah, uh so yeah um speaking of a yeah. big 
big change. Uh, 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 you all have have given us a significantly very big change. Mm. Mm, you, you've talk. given us your loose change. <laughs> oh god. Yes. Here's a conspiracy the theory. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a conspiracy for us to say our theories over at Patreon.com/slash/WeirdThings. That's right. Uh, uh, every everybody who supports us helps make sure that this show happens every week. Uh, loud and live and independent and if you subscribe you can get uh, uh, our our sister show After Things where we talk about being a creative professional uh, earlier than anybody else in your own RSS feed and there's no login required it's just it's just for you and it's super super simple patreon.com slash weird things got a hypothetical for you all let's let's imagine all right everybody let's, let's imagine let's say 2,000 years into the future mm. man okay. man has Broken through. So that's the, what the year five thousand. Yeah, <laughs> uh, man has broken through the space ceiling, right? And we are okay. now an intergalactic species. Breaking uh, the space ceiling in, is in, a great in, phrase. In two two hundred minutes. That's right. Yeah, and okay. uh, we we've developed. We realized, hey, you know, we need to keep all these planets together. We can have some sort of semblance of a of a galactic, say, federation. Got it. Got it. So, mm -hmm. so uh, we 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 punch through the space ceiling, and, and yeah. it's and it's like all the planets they're running around like teenagers at a high school dance, and you're like, doggone it, we need we need all y'all to to stay on the straight and narrow, and by straight and narrow I mean round or elliptical orbits. <laughs> That's right. And what would what would the procedure be? What do you think? Just uh, broadly hypothetic, hypothesizing here. Uh, if you wanted to add a planet into that federation, maybe a planet that hasn't yet broken through the, that space ceiling yet, but we, but you are aware of it, what would what would you do? What would it look like to both living on and say off the planet? How would you do that? How would you make say first contact? Basically, first contact. Yeah, this this is this is the prime directive from from Star Trek. Uh, uh, it's a series, Bryce. You should check it out. <laughs> Um, but I, would you would you want the prime directive? Would you handle no? Oh, Andrew says no. Oh, this is. I, I mean, like, <laughs> say, yeah, step aside. I, talk I, talk yeah, about I'm, the high I'm school dance. Say. You better clear the floor. <laughs> yeah. This is why I hated the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still and some of the aspects of the Prime Directive. Day the Earth Stood Still as aliens come and they're like, "Hey, we judge you unworthy, and we're going to destroy you," which is like. Wait, you think we're self-destructive and your punishment is to destroy us? <laughs> Logical problem there. Two, in that movie came out, you know, uh, even like when the Prime Directive came out, you had a billion people living in communist China who did not have a lot of choice in who their leaders were. Other peoples in poor countries, people in, you know, continents and places like Africa, South America, whatever. Wonderful, awesome people, victims of you know, political environments that were made it difficult, you know, for people to sort of have their way or to have democracy or express themselves. And even still, and that's the thing I'm always like, we judge you by the tyrants running you. And we understand mm -hmm. you don't always have the capability to overthrow them because that would involve violence. I've always had that problem with the idea of like, like, do we, do we really want, you know, the people who showed at the G8 summit to be who we're judged by? If I was an intelligent alien species and I came to judge Earth, you know, Earth, am I, is that who I'm going to go? Is like, you know, uh, who are the people, you know, hanging out in Aspen? That's the representative of the rest of the people. 
Mm. That always frustrated me. And like, you know, half the population is like under the age of like 18 or, you know, it's like young. And it's like, so I'm not a fan the, of that. The, the, there's also, I mean, as, if, if we're just all going to hold on, let me, let me, let me get <laughs> ready here. <clears throat> if we're all just going to start, yeah, let me pull out the soapbox. You, you got this. Go, go, like, yeah, <laughs> go, get it, get uh, it. No, no, no. Like, like, it's not even a hypothetical question. There are actual island cultures and, and um, uh, there are people with good intentions who feel like, well, this culture, we shouldn't bother them with, you know, our vaccines and our, you know, uh, machines and our wheels and stuff. And so uh, there are, for example, in um, uh, uh, Hawaii, one of the islands is uh, like, oh, it's so valuable to protect its culture or whatever. Nobody's allowed to develop there. Nobody's allowed to do nothing. You have to be born into it or whatever. And their biggest problem is that they're vanishing because all the teenagers uh, say like, wait, so there's a kick-ass, awesome world out there and you want me to stay here because because it feels because it makes them happier to, to 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 think of us as we don't have medicines and foods and cell phones and all that stuff. Eh, mm. I'm going to peace out. Uh, and and given the opportunity, turns out they want to join the the real world. And of course, we're seeing that uh, also in rural communities that are that are vanishing as more people. Um, uh, however bad you think, and this is you know an old economic argument that we certainly shouldn't adjudicate here. But but the justification, like as bad as a sweatshop may look. It's oftentimes, even in the 1800s, populated with people who liked that better than subsistence farming, a.k.a. extreme poverty. Uh, and so it's like uh, if if they are sentient beings, then they deserve to make their own choice. That's what it means to be sentient. And that involves, yeah, I, you know, letting them off that rock if that's what they want. You know, a, a way to substitute is like cult. <laughs> if somebody's raised in a cult you know, in the middle of, you know, Utah somewhere, you know, the girl's raised up there and she's told and she's old enough. They're going to tell her who she has to marry. Do we think that's cool? And we'd be like, well, that's different. Different. Why? Because of the county she was born in. Right. Or, 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 that, that's, or because of the novelty of the cult. It's like, no, you understand. Yeah. There used to be thousands of these cults. Now we're only down to only three. We have to, after that, they'll be gone forever. Good. Let them all be gone. Let Man, everybody make right, free way, choices. The, the, way, the, 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 the way that you guys are talking about cults uh, makes it uh, draw some striking parallels to my continued viewing of The Crown on Netflix. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we, are, we are getting I, – I never even thought of that, but that, uh, that, that, that's a hot well, take to beat the band. I think it comes down to think we want is choice. And I think that yeah. I, I think that we have a lot of – there are a lot of fascinating communities and ways of life that are vanishing. And as did, you know, our, our Celtic ancestors and our Germanic tribes did. But if there are people who want to maintain that and continue that lifestyle, that's fine. Just don't make your kids the victims of this. Mm. And and also helping people move from one thing to another is hard. That's one of the problems, too, is like, you know, the history is replete with people who live on the fringes and continue to be victimized. And that's an important thing to think about. But I I like choice. Everybody else here likes choice. So, you know. Mm. Okay, so let's let's go back to the hypothetical, right? We've we've okay, right. we've set up a galactic federation, and yeah. let's say that there's a planet that uh, we would like to bring into the federation, right? And yeah. they've they've made the decision to join. We've decided we've and and to to be clear, this is an awesome federation. Uh, we have great. a slogan: "The sun's never set on the intergalactic federation." Yeah, that's right. Not in not in ten billion years will that's they ever right. set. Uh, no, it's a, it's a, let's say it's, I mean, it's our federation. Like we made a good one. Let's just yeah. say we made no, a good Joel, one. We only have the right sentient beings. <laughs> Wink. 
<laughs> in our federation. <laughs> I like I like that you went from we made it and we made a good one. <laughs> a little bit of a leap there. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I, I see what kind yeah. of federation we are. But but this is a civilization that, you know, is either not started intergalactic travel or uh, is only say flirting with it or they haven't gotten there. They certainly don't believe in extraterrestrial life. You mean a culture, oh, right, not right. the wrong guy. You mean a planet. Yeah, hold yes, on. a planet. Hold yeah. on. Uh, I don't want to be the nudge in the room here, but uh, uh, speaking on behalf of the Galactic Federation, it's in it for us. I mean, what do they got? Some rocks we want? Like, you know, it's like... <laughs> We got a uh, something gonna unobtainable, a little, some kind of special I'm mineral. I need a little give back here before we start going in there and mixing it up with the locals. I mean, I expect like most federations, it would be taxes, but uh, uh. I mean, taxes with what? What are what are they even doing? They don't even know about. Uh, hey, they haven't broken their space ceiling. We'd be coming in like sure. we would be like. Uh, uh, We'd Ethan be like, Hunt. We, yeah, we would install we, a space sunroof on their behalf. Yeah. Uh, that ain't cheap, man. Hell Look, no. Here's what we do. I got Let's better go things ahead. to do on a Saturday. Let's install the space moon roof. Uh, yeah. uh, no up uh, upfront charges. Mm -hmm. We come on in. We say you're welcome. They could pay it off in the long term. Yeah, yeah, twenty percent of their GDP or sure. whatever they got. Yeah, well, Rick yeah, and Morty well, Mandalorian yeah. episodes. Those are our currencies. <laughs> that's it. I'm just saying, you know, gather up them rocks. I want to take a look at them when we get down there. Like we got to figure this out. So, I mean, unless the people themselves are super valuable, in which case, you know. Yeah. By the way, are they made of rocks? Let's write that down on questions to answer. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let let's just say how how do you get from logistically how do you get from uh you know approaching a planet and deeming it worthy but not ready to uh, to say telling the people of that planet or how do you meet with leadership like what are a andrew knows what i'm trying to get us to here yeah. but uh uh you know what because you can't are you just gonna roll up with the whole fleet and say all right i'm just like all right guys no wrong answers in a brainstorm. Right. But I'm just going to start the conversation mm. at a little song and dance routine. Like, just we just roll up and we all kind of know a little bit. And it starts with like one or two people <laughs> pan out. Now it's like four or five. Eventually a big, <laughs> maybe like Bollywood style dance number. And that's how we sort of make our make our presence known. Oh, see, I, I was figuring like a four, maybe five person breakdance troupe. And then we just come down and then just blow I don't their think, minds. I don't, I don't think that we're mutually exclusive here. Let's weave it in. Let's okay. weave it in. What, I, I, I have an alt approach. It's like they like hire a marketing agency and like, first we're going to put a little monument in Utah. Then we're going to put out some Instagram ads. Hold on. Here's and what we do. Gonna... We start with a focus group. So we collect <laughs> just a few of them. And let's get real salt of the earth aliens, too. But yeah. Like maybe you from their equivalent really of thinking, trailer though. parks or, you know, on Farmers. lonely highways. Brian, and we're not going to keep you... them forever. We're just going to take them long enough to, you know, kind of take their temperature, so to speak, in yeah, the most effective way. Them. you got to measure their body responses. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, like maybe keep squirm. a sample or two, and then when then we'll put them back, maybe with a little tracker in there, just like we do to all the kind animals on our own planet. Treat exactly. them They'll like never one of our know own. what's different. It's common yeah. courtesy. So this uh, this hypothetical is not so hypothetical. If what? You, if you ask Professor what? Haim Eshed, a former general uh, with 
uh, the uh, uh, is Israeli space agency. Uh, uh, I don't exactly know. He's, he's a he's a former yeah, Israeli general. Let's go with that. Uh, he believes that uh, uh, United States President Donald Trump has been on the verge of disclosing the existence of aliens to the world, and a galactic federation has been pressuring him not to. Um. It, it, <clears throat> okay. What? Are, uh, if it was true, wouldn't they? I mean, maybe they just don't want his administration to be the one <laughs> to introduce them. Well, no, no, no. no. Pfizer aliens yeah, don't want him yeah, to have it before the election. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of feel like this one would probably would have made it into a tweet by now. Mm. I, I, I Not the famously reserved... Uh, a 45th president of the United States always making sure that he can perfectly craft and hone his messaging. I mean, there, there's a, there's a name around DC. They call him old secret keeper, but uh, yeah, uh, that's, but, but even that, that name is a secret because that's how good I, at secrets he I, is. I want you to imagine whatever administration you want that, you're called in each one of you you're called in by you know let's let's say you know next president president biden whoever and say hey i need you holy crap aliens are real you got to write a tweet i need you to write a tweet for this i can't yeah. think of what to write write a tweet mm. i mean like it's entirely possible that there are other species here on earth that are sentient uh, at least as sentient as some people and even that i wouldn't even know how to write that tweet <laughs> i don't know how to convince us that those creatures exist well i mean you would think that if this is coming from the head of the federal government the executive branch of the federal government it's something that is important enough for all americans to be affected by it if we are discussing the concept of a galactic federation for which the next logical question would be, are we joining a galactic federation? Uh, then, then yeah, you gotta, that, that is a politically sensitive issue because I mean, hell, I don't know if you've uh, picked up on this, but the idea of, of joining extra national multi-government systems is a bit of a controversial one these days. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I mean, like, uh, uh, what would, what would the question be? Like, like, you know, is, is this maybe yeah, all right, here's a situation I could totally get Trump not wanting to say it because he's still trying to figure out what the deal is. <laughs> like we will not join the galactic <laughs> Federation until we get our fair share the art of the space deal of, of, yeah. of what real estate of course <laughs> intergalactic <laughs> real estate and only yeah. the best he's like you know just a very pensive donald trump on the phone on, on whatever space phone that they give up and he's just like show me the rocks what kind of rocks you got <laughs> we're gonna get the best rocks out of this deal we're gonna get the best rocks out of this <laughs> uh pro professor ashed uh, said, if I had come up with what I'm saying today five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. Uh, but he believes that he has built up the academic reputation to back up his claims. 
of this federation and aliens. I mean, that's the equivalent of saying that that over the last five years, I've been microdosing Iocane powder and have said enough tiny crazy things that I can now say this completely crazy thing without worries. <laughs> yeah, he is eighty three. Yeah, yeah. But he was he was I, I we did find, he was the he ran uh, mm. the uh, Israel National Space Security Program for thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's only five years younger than Biden. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, we got time for one last super quick story. Hell yeah. S- sure. Super quick. Yeah. Um, uh, mammoths. What do you know about mammoths? Uh, I know that uh, that that I can't shake the idea of bringing them back uh, because they're they're only kind of recently extinct and the DNA is intact enough. Then there's some talk about like, yeah, you know, you could probably germinate something close to a mammoth inside inside of uh, some elephants, and then just keep on growing from there. I, bring them back. That's what I say. But we're gonna have to cool down this planet, or 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 seed the North Pole to them. Mm. We could give them the North Pole. I think. I feel like <laughs> suckers. It's gonna melt. <laughs> <laughs> they should have asked for the South Pole. So, uh, uh, scientists and archaeologists in northern Siberia uh, have found remains of mammoths and they believe that early humans had butchered the mammoths mm. uh yeah. so, 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 so you mean not just killed it and just started grabbing meat and wolfing it down but but actually like you know oh this is the good cut and the bad cut but uh, yeah but actually intentionally uh uh you know, cut into cut into the carcass. <laughs> they, uh, they. I'll have some ribeye, please. <laughs> yeah, all I can think of is just hipster cavemen. You know, with like, like, ah, oh, like I, I, you know, had they have their handlebar mustache and like a, a fresh mammoth cut, like only the finest organic for for you, Ugg. <laughs> so I, yeah, what's up? I wonder how good it, I mean, like we ate a lot of mammoth, apparently, like was it like the most delicious, awesome thing i I would imagine it would be pretty close to buffalo, and I've had uh, uh what bison that's kind of close to buffalo, uh but that's me making up an awful lot of steps there mm. they they do mention here that mammoth brain uh the the brain of a mammoth was was pretty regularly uh, uh consumed uh by by uh by these early humans so. <laughs> Uh, they they believe that that the humans had been uh, butchering them because they found scratches on some of these new skeletons that were uh, parallel that that looked like uh, they were cutting with the meat grain that that they okay. were cutting intentionally not randomly because of you know geographic pressures and and you know Claws. dissolution over the years. Um, I'm reading I'm reading um how does elephant taste? How does it taste? Yeah. It's an equivalency, but like some, it's like there's a lot of like, no, it doesn't taste very good. Um, which you wonder, like, one, it might be like some of the big, large African animals, maybe that's genetically sort of adapted to not taste good, but also, is it propaganda? I mean, I like, hold on, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. This, we, we have, we have some, some relatively breaking news. There is a man who in 2001, a Siberian zoologist says that he ate mammoth meat. <gasps> oh man! Uh, oh, that's apparently uh, uh, that it was the meat was so frozen that I guess he like reheated it. <laughs> he didn't cook it. 
Uh, but no, he's, well, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, uh, he says that he ate it. It tasted awful and smelled rotten. Uh, well, uh, he was <laughs> eating 30, 30,000 year old meat. I mean, uh, sometimes it's aged to perfection. <laughs> Uh, so on, on Friday, our Modern Rogue episode was us eating a 25-year-old MRE, and of course, all the comments are like, big whoop, so-and-so ate 50-year-old MRE or whatever. Like, just give me that article so that can become my default response to everyone. Like, big whoop, this dude in Siberia ate a 30,000-year-old MRE. Uh, what, yeah, Willie Mammoth. I, I have a description here from... Uh, this was a uh, a member of the shoot Borsak, member of the Shooters Fishers Farmers Party who went on an elephant hunt in Africa, and he had a lot of critics of him, and he did in fact eat the elephant he killed. He said, "Yes, I did, but as it wasn't in one sitting." <laughs> no, let me tell you how I did it. One bite at a time. One bite at a time. Here's his how, do you, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? <laughs> he, he writes, it, it tastes like venison. Do you, there are parts of the head and neck which we sliced and fried with a bit of butter. It's very tasty. I believe this guy. Oh, my goodness. So, um, yeah, so so there's still more uh, to be researched on on these. In fact, the the, the mammoth that they had found uh, in Siberia was not even the one that the scientists had gone up there to study, um, but because of uh, a global warming, I believe the one that they meant to go look at was was not available. Oh, so it was like surplus. It was like finding an extra half-eaten sandwich on your way to the mac and cheese <laughs> that you know is back there somewhere. You're like, well, this is extra. I'll just go ahead and have a nibble. Apparently, they just talked to someone up there. It's like, oh, I got, I know another mammoth over here if you want to go. <laughs> so a little That's bit hilarious. of hilarious mammoth update. Don't uh, eat elephants, anybody. Don't eat them. They're beautiful, amazing, intelligent creatures. Don't eat them. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, have, unless it's it old like. and no longer able to uh, uh, to uh, 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 not replicate. What do you call it? Uh, reproduce uh, and and is, yeah. and is chasing off other. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what? Then in that case, or or lab grown elephant meat, or sure, or or if or it looks doesn't at you have funny. those, if it doesn't have those precious rocks, you want. <laughs> uh, also, don't let them into the Galactic Federation. No, the prehistoric. We gotta Federation. be careful. I'm not going to name names, but remember we talked once about eating whale and one of us got sent whale meat? <gasps> no, I don't remember that. I, I don't remember. One I remember us, a one prank. Of us, one of us got, uh, yeah, uh, allegedly, <laughs> uh, according allegedly. to local legend, uh, one of us got sent whale meat and then one of us <laughs> tweeted it and then one of us got a panicked phone call from another person on this podcast saying that what one person had just tweeted was essentially posting two pounds of weed on <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter because this was highly illegal and I, I, so whoever what, what, somebody whoever whoever posted somebody that should was not very, should be deleting that yeah uh, and also, not be talking publicly about it whoever whoever that person was covered their tracks very well by tweeting. LOL, I can't believe you fell for that. That was fake. <laughs> Which I, I think just smoothed everything over. Yeah. Move along, coppers. And they just like started twirling their batons. Whoa, okay now. Nothing to see here. Just a funny little prank. Uh, and it tasted terrible. Uh, all right, well, uh, that's it for news topics. You guys want to do some picks? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I, I don't want to go too far into it, but uh, I finally started watching um, uh, Kim's Convenience. I'm about six Ooh. episodes into it. Yeah. Freaking great. It's great. Um, and it's fun that the first four seasons are already on Netflix because it's around for six seasons in uh, in Canada. And uh, I love that the main character is one of the space cops in an X-Wing from uh, Mandalorian. And um, which uh, no, hearing him speak uh, uh, plain, perfect English. Uh, uh, I, I, I part of what makes the show adorable is the broken Korean uh, accented English in which uh, so many of the characters speak and knowing that it is a affectation that I assume they have a style Bible for or whatever makes me very confused about whether I should be okay with giggling at it, but it's adorable <laughs> and I love it. And uh, please nobody take it away from me. It's very cute. My, uh, uh, my dad, my fa- my parents love that show. I, it, I showed it to them last year or the year before and they, it's it's so easy to watch. It's really fun. Well, and there's so many characters to latch onto. It's like at various times I, I get to be the 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 young son. I, I get to be the dad. I, I even get to be the daughter and the mom at various times. Uh, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Can I just say one of the wonderful things I think that like Netflix has brought to us was traditionally Hollywood casting tended to be a little bit. uh by the numbers (laughs) yeah a little bit too uh sorry you don't fit our ideal what we think our audiences want to watch you know people look like us um yeah and then netflix has hey we got these shows you know from other shows from around the world too of different culture shows and things like this and all of a sudden it's like no people like people people like interesting people doing interesting people things and it's such a neat thing to finally sort of make hollywood kind of go like yeah, no. Uh, shows can be very different. You it's, know, have different kinds of people, different stuff. It's there's, wonderful. There's definitely like in the second or third episode a two minute vignette in which this Canadian show is portraying a Korean store owner as objectively racist against the Japanese, yeah. and it's adorable. <laughs> and it just makes me it makes me think about you know things that 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 are white hot race uh, based. Uh, buttons here in america like how does that look from the other side of the planet like 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 is it it, do they find it adorable the way i find the racism against the japanese (laughs) adorable in this sitcom it's like uh i don't know it's crazy uh don't eat well me um don't eat uh, elephant racism bad (laughs) yep okay good good (laughs) uh andrew have you got a pick uh let me think about it for a second there oh what's happening Ugh, sorry, just got to get this ring fit workout in before I do my pick here. Yeah. Um, what is that? That's the ring fit, the uh, ring fit adventure. Ah. The thing Bryce has been talking about for like ever. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. So so I only know it by the name. And and uh, I, I must admit, that's not what I pictured it looking like. That's amazing. So last year, Nintendo came out with ring fit adventure for you, the other two people on the planet besides me and Brian, who mm. weren't up to date on what this was. Um, it's a exercise game and the central part of it is basically it's a Pilates ring, which is the circular ring, which gives you some resistance. You attach one controller to a strap to your leg and you put another controller in this ring here and it can tell when you squeeze it, it can tell its position, etc. There is a game component, which Bryce knows a lot more than I do about that has like 30 or 40 hours of gameplay each day you can go play a different sort of zone and do different workouts and exercises, try to defeat bad guys, learn new skills and stuff to do this. And it's all physical. 
Or you can do mini games where you can say like, oh, I want to work my back or I want to work my deltoids or whatever. And you can play a mini game session for a couple minutes or you can just do a straight workout and they have a rhythm game. I, I have fun doing stuff like physical things with VR. I get bored very quickly. So I'm like probably having more things around me would be very cool. So I went and I had a switch that I wasn't using. So I bought the switch. Let me hook up the ring fit. And I've been having fun with this thing. It's I don't know how long it'll last, but mm-hmm. genuinely fun. It's 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 great. Um, and I think part of it is because you have so many different options, right? If you want to do like the RPG game, you can do that and you can do your exercises as your attacks and also be thinking about equipment and fighting enemies and, and, uh, you know, uh, enemy types and stuff, or, you know, they have a, the, the, the custom mode where you just set up a little playlist of exercises is really robust. And I know over the past year or so, they've updated a lot to let you make more playlists and, and uh, that rhythm game is like new Andrew. I haven't even played it yet. Um, it's, it's really cool. And, uh, that was, the thing that kicked me off into to trying to, you know, exercise a little bit and stay stay healthy. And uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that you tried it and that you love that you're digging it. You know what? I'm yeah, actually I... going to get this as a gift for the family right this minute. <laughs> I think you just <laughs> talked me into it. <laughs> it's it's I, I have a newfound respect for running in place. We'll put that we make put it out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's it's a I found it very positive in a sense, just like. Beat Saber showed you that you could there is a you know you could go into VR and do a physical thing and really enjoy it. Beat, Beat Saber, uh, please please if I could pay five ten bucks a month for new songs and not have to hack my Beat Saber game, I would love to. Like that just seems crazy to me. They haven't done that yet. But even Beat Saber gets kind of boring after a while. Like you know, but variety is great. I love the Ring Fit because I think they nailed it as far as like what kind of peripheral do you use to have a little bit more resistance and. I think I want them to come out with more stuff. Like I was thinking like, man, if they did like a ring fit, like Laura Croft adventure or you know, Mario or something, I'd be amazing. That mm. would be amazing. Like I would, you know, I'd be buying new games every few months or so if they come up with that, because the physical part, like I don't, you know, to do now to hop up and go do three minutes of jogging and playing a game, think nothing of it. Oh, sounds fun. I'll do that right now. Yeah. And, well, not right now, but <laughs> and on top yeah. of that, it's it's really well made, right? Like I love the music. The music's like really really good it the, the visuals and they you know all of the enemies are like different pieces of gym equipment and so you're fighting little yoga mats and and kettlebells and stuff mm. uh I, it's just it's really it's really solid i want to play it right now because i'm talking about it, like oh i want to go play now i gotta go out <laughs> and play that's how i could think if i i i'm hopeful i hope like sony and xbox and other places pick up on this and sort of emulate this because I think they cracked it. I think this is really a cool entry point into fun sort of pick up really physical games that you feel like you're happy to play a couple times a day. Yeah. Uh, Justin, you got a pick? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll follow up on the, uh, you know, gift thing. So I was going through some of my, uh, uh, Christmas shopping and there was somebody that, uh, you know, doesn't, uh, is, is living alone throughout all this pandemic stuff. And I was just trying to think of like, eh, what am I going to get them? And uh, I went with a, uh, a site called FrameBridge, which is an app. It's a website. It's a really easy way that you can upload right from your phone a, a picture and it frames up really nice. We actually have them here uh, in our, in our apartment, but 
in in thinking i know for for many folks that are trying to figure out like ah what am i what am i going to get for for a certain person i kind of feel like in this uh in in this year where um you know we spend a lot of time away from each other uh a a fun memory framed well is uh is something that i'm 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 excited to have sent to uh to to a friend of mine so uh uh that that'll be my pick nice nice um i'm gonna uh, uh i'll double down on a on a pick i made uh probably a few weeks ago when we started watching it but uh i'm uh, we're we're what four or five maybe six episodes into hannibal now and and i'm still on board i'm, I'm still digging it it's it, it keeps it, it i'm getting a little bit of whiplash right from the idea of like oh uh, initially i thought oh maybe this is going to be like an, a monster of the week sort of story and and every week it'll be a new uh crime scene and then the the first like three episodes are about pretty much the same crime so you think oh so we're really going to go deep into this and now at about where we are in spoiler in time it's definitely just gone back to being <laughs> monster of the week and it's it's I, I don't know it's it's an interesting uh sense of its own manipulation um of of the audience expectations. So uh I'm liking I'm liking Hannibal a lot. Cool. All right. Well um I think that'll do it here for us for weird things. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh it's been weird. The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>